Good morning and welcome to this uh, seminar on Vedic mindfulness. The concept uh, started with uh, my friend Kathir from Singapore. He is a mindfulness expert, plus he's also uh, a guru in uh, Advaita. So we were just discussing about six months back. Um, so I was, I was intrigued with the fact that you know he was, he's actually studied the traditional uh, Vedanta. He's a disciple's disciple of Puja Swami Dayanand Saraswati. Uh, so I was very intrigued with the fact that his profession is actually mindfulness. So he does the Western mindfulness uh, in his day life, but in the evening he teaches in the temple Vedanta. So I said, look, you know, don't you find this contradictory um, in the sense that Sakshi Bhava, for example, or Nididhyasana, these are concepts that we've learnt in Vedanta and suddenly this whole thing has been sort of removed from the original sources. And then we found that even the Buddhists from whom, from Vipassana, from where this mindfulness has started, they are now trying to reclaim it and saying and putting the adjective Tibetan mindfulness. So if you go to academic.edu, you'll see a lot of articles about how mindfulness is being taken away from even Buddhism. So then I said we should do non-dual mindfulness as a, as, a, as a seminar. And then I came back to Dr. Nagarachi and we were discussing about this whole thing about uh, mindfulness from the Vedas and how it has gone from uh, the Vedic Upanishadic thought to the Buddhist thought to the Western thought. So we thought this is a good way to discuss about how various concepts of mindfulness were actually embedded in the Vedic wisdom. Uh, and that's how we are here today. So all this is about uh, six months since we thought and we issued a call for papers. It was very overwhelming to receive so many papers. Actually, if you see, uh, so just just the thought and then everybody started thinking about it and the kind of uh, papers that have come are uh, very interesting. Uh, just to take a step back and talk a little bit about what we are doing at Indic Academy. We are now a four-year-old institution. We have started in a particular way and then it is just growing so rapidly. It's like an internet startup, uh, like you hear of Oyo and Flipkart and you know the rapid growth that you see in these startups. That's how this is a dharmic startup, which is growing so rapidly. It's, it's comprising of volunteers it's all volunteer driven organization and uh, all over the world we are now right now discussing in Atlanta to start a chapter we have 10 chapters in US so overall we have 30 chapters all over the world volunteers who are willing to hold meetings when we say chapters so what this tells us is that there is a latent demand that which we are tapping into and uh, people are raising to that uh, uh, and the consciousness, the awareness is happening. And uh, it, truly, it's, uh, uh, the, it's, it's, it's a sort of an exponential growth. So what uh, we define ourselves today is that we are a non-traditional university for traditional wisdom. So that's if somebody asks what is the Indic Academy, it's 
It's, we are a non-traditional university for traditional knowledge. And there are, what we're trying to do is to do a global renaissance that's based on Indic civilizational thought. And the two things that we're trying to do, one is transform the individual and also nurture an ecosystem. So that's the, that's the uh, really what we're trying to do. An individual transformation and an ecosystem building. And both these two things have been uh, uh, happening. Uh, at the individual level, again, uh, using the Sutra Bhasha, uh, self, selfless and self. That's how I define the individual transformation. The first self is the lower S, which is basically trying to say, first discover your Swadharma, discover your aptitude, discover your passion first, before you set out your journey of trying to uh, do service for your dharma. So each one has a different proclivity, different inclination, different vasanas. So you first discover that. And that discovery process itself can be classified based on the domains in which you are interested and also based on uh, kind of aptitude. Are you a thinking types or are you good in organizing or are you good in communication? You have combination. So we try to understand each person's basic uh, uh, inherent nature and then try to nurture uh, him or her. So that's what I mean by self. And, and the second thing when we say selfless, basically social entrepreneurship is very big, is making a big uh, uh, impact thanks to CSR. A lot of funds are flowing into uh, impact investing, social entrepreneurship. So when we are talking about service to and, and to preserve or protect or promote our dharma, we, it is, we have to think of it like a, an entrepreneur. We can't just think of it as an intellectual uh, exercise, but you have to think of it as an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur delivers something to a consumer. So you have to think of it from a point of view that you're, you're delivering something. If you're writing a book, you're delivering a product called a book, which will be read and there's an experience to the consumer. So the way we look at it is that there's a product, there's an experience, or there's a service. So you can be a teacher and that's a service you're doing, or there's a product, or you're giving an experience. So that's the, uh, the basic idea when we think of selfless and then think of you, you have to deliver a product. Think of everything that you're trying to do for Dharma in terms of these three things, a product, or a service, or an experience. And what should be the qualities? Obviously, we're sitting here today because of the digestion, as Rajiv Malhotra says, or cultural appropriation. So the Western world, which blames the developing world on intellectual property rights, actually is the biggest theft. So they're, they're very adept at uh, you know, stealing intellectual properties. So what we are trying to do is we're trying to reclaim. And, and when we are trying to reclaim it, what we have to do is that the product, service, or experience has to be authentic. So that's what we have to do. We have to go back to the roots and make it authentic. And then it has to be immersive. All these fights, all that we are trying to do is of no use if it's just at the intellectual level. Unless we do it with a with, with, with sense of devotion, with, with that immersion, then there's no transformation that's going to happen. So that's why the immersive part has to happen. And then the lastly, that product, service or experience has to be transformative. The last thing when we talk about self in terms of a capital self is basically we're looking at three aspects. One is looking at, uh, my colleague Vinay is here, we're looking at 
reclaiming yoga again by there are number of people who are doing this 200 hour programs number of people worldwide there are millions of people who have done this 200 hour programs or 500 hour programs but all these at the asana all this is at the meditation level that's all they're doing and what we are trying to say is that look make it to the yoga calling it yoga charya so you have to learn the samskritam you have to learn the sutras you have to learn the therapy so you have to learn the counseling that's the point that we need to do we have to transform all these millions of people who are doing yoga from being a just a yoga teacher into a yoga charya teacher that's the that's what we are trying to do so bringing back that authenticity again again you have this concept of executive coaching which is very big you go to any i'm in the finance business so i have a lot of friends in hedge funds in singapore and in 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 california and new york and all of them the moment they become a vice president the hr calls them and says okay go for a executive coach so the executive coach gives them for one year uh, you know counseling and what does that executive coach know he's not he 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 comes back to our eastern spirituality learns that okay consciousness is electricity or meditation or whatever that thing is and then he does that so really there is no program for executive coaching that's authentic that's a fact and there's an opportunity out there for us for us to develop a executive coaching program so my uh, friend shridhar recently attended a program so we're trying to develop that to make authentic executive coaches and lastly again puja swami dayanand saraswati and swami chenmananda they have started this three year authentic uh, coaching in vedanta but there's no scale uh, sandeepani probably generates about 100 and uh, totally the world it's need spiritual gurus trained gurus not people who just digest something and then package it and sell but then we need to think of producing trained gurus who know the entire gamut and that's what we're trying to do in that capital self and quickly on the the way we are trying to nurture the e- e- ecosystem is we are trying to develop specialized networks so each one i i i don't have the proclivity for a certain thing but i i might be good in a particular thing so we need to now think when we are thinking of ecosystem we have to think of specialized networks and for example recently we just launched this indic yatra network and it's just opening up i'm amazed at the fact that within one month of launching that i'm meeting so many people so many scholars so many guides so many people who are involved in uh experiences there's somebody in varanasi there's somebody in uh, madras there's so many people who are very much interested in learning uh, uh, history so what does it mean it means that while we wait for this government to change the history books which may happen in 2050 but meanwhile we can ourselves learn history and offer it as a service as an experience you see that's the thing so if you learn about your own district your own location and there is a salapurana there and there is some history there learn about it and offer it as an experience and that is that is the way the transformation can come we don't need to wait for something else but we can do it ourselves if we have a inclination for history so that's what we are trying to do we are trying to create specialized networks we are trying to create we have a mimamsa network 
we have a yoga network we have a yatra network we have an economic network so different specialized networks that's how we are trying to create this so we talk about connect cooperate and collaborate that's the way we are trying to build the ecosystem so first you have to have like minded people to connect and then you help each other through cooperation and then you collaborate and create new work so that's the way the ecosystem is being nurtured consciously and we're doing we have done more than 200 grants uh, travel grants project grants event grants promotion grants all kinds of grants so if you go to academic.edu and you see the grants so we are envisaging a situation that we are going to have grants like that so that no person who is involved in the service of dharma is ever going to stop because of lack of resources and all that requires is somebody who is credible somebody who is delivering it somebody who is accountable that's what is required we were not we were not having this before somebody wants to give a money or somebody wants to give donation there is no a conduit that's there so what we are doing now is becoming that uh, that credible conduit so that we have now tying up with foundations i just received from my uh, rakesh sister she said she gave me 35000 dollar uh, donation for mahabharata uh, studies so all this is requires is that there are several people on our side who want to donate but they're looking for credible organization and there are several people who need the resources and that's the bridge that we are trying to build we're also trying to do actively collaborations he is uh, he is going to almost all the sanskrit universities he has a tie up with and we are uh, nurturing them saying that look we're doing scholarships so this is this is and again uh, important things through these collaborations with my friend sai is here we have done work in mit we have done work in uh, kaviguru uh, university in nagpur so we are working with multiple uh, institutions uh, and and that's the way to go we have to work with multiple institutions if you want to nurture a good ecosystem you have to do it uh, and and you because the way we look at collaborations is that we look at collaborations in terms of technical collaborations in terms of financial collaborations in terms of infrastructure collaboration like we have this fantastic collaboration with agency where they're providing us the infrastructure their whole thing is uh, you know sponsored by them and we are all here because of that so there's a infrastructure collaboration there's a marketing collaboration so indic academy is because of the network that we are in the brand that we are creating we are able to be channel partners to several people who want to offer the service so you think of it as collaborations and then think of what we are offering it like we are collaborating with uh, ragus and we are marketing his courses so that's the kind of thing i also want to talk about how we are looking at children my colleague uh, uh, is here soumya soumya can i recognize raise your hand somewhere ha soumya is here so we just started uh, uh, something called igen plus which is basically focused on children and what we are saying is that we are going to reach out to children outside their classroom right and outside their curriculum so that's what we are trying to do uh, because we are not going to depend on the government to change the curriculum or change anything that's not going to happen so easily so this is a very clear focus that we want to change bring in the change outside this that's that's thing so she has single handedly delivered two teen festivals uh, in, in 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 last two years and now we have very very big plans to start uh, like a sunday school in various schools in uh, uh, india 
wherein for two hours we tell the parents drop your children we will teach them uh, our mythological stories we'll teach them uh, chanting we'll teach them uh, values from our uh, wisdom and uh, sure enough if we are able to properly crack this this can be a huge thing because this it's outside nobody can object to it's an optional thing if you don't want it don't want it I, otherwise you drop it and every nuclear family today would want that so that's uh, what we're doing we're competitions we're doing courses we're we are bringing in NRA children for curatorial experiences and she's doing a musical trail uh, in December so you see the, 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 the point I'm trying to tell you about this is that the whole thing will thrive. Our time has come. Our time for renaissance of a dharma has come. So please get out of this negative mindset, this Twitter uh, world, this Facebook world. And if you actually think of, I am a student of something, something from my unique knowledge systems. I want to offer it as a product or a service or an experience. Just think of it like this, and I'm telling you transformation will happen here and now. Thank you very much.